0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Alt Kings podcast. I'm your host, Tate, and today I have on Altura. Altura provides everything you need to integrate Web3 into your game in a simple yet powerful platform. With Altura, you can create, update, and transfer NFTs in-game without technical complexity or costly investments. Today we have on their founder and CEO, Majd. How are you doing, Majd? Fantastic. Very excited to be here. How are you doing Tate? Doing great. Very excited to have you. I got, you know, I, I typically don't check my email too often, but the times that I do, I make sure to go through all of it. And I saw that your team reached out to me. I was, you know, wasn't necessarily sure who you guys were, but once I did a little digging, I was very interested in what you guys are providing to this web3 space. So if we if we can start What's your experience with the Web3 industry and kind of what inspired the creation of Altura?
1: Mm. So my first uh, encounter with crypto would have to be late 2018. Um, that was you know before Web3 was, was so big. It was sort of just cryptocurrencies. Um, and I initially started by uh, finding a Bitcoin video come up on my recommended. <clears throat> and uh, I invested the little amount of money that I had been saving up in high school. Um, so I used to work as a, um, at, at this place called Code Ninjas, where you basically pr- help little kids learn how to code. Uh, and I decided to invest that in Bitcoin. Uh, and then from there, I kind of fell down the rabbit hole. So I started looking into Ethereum, started you know, learning about smart contracts. Um, and up to that point, I had been learning how to code. So I, I was a software engineer. I'd been coding for five years and the technical aspect of crypto really intrigued me. Um, so as someone technical, I was very interested in the technology in blockchain technology and programmable finance. Um, and then in, I think it was like early 2020, late 2019, uh, NFT started taking off and we started to see, you know, a lot more different uh, and diverse types of crypto projects come out. Uh, and I, I recognized my opportunity, uh, which was in gaming. <clears throat> so the reason, the way that came about was I had watched a podcast with CZ uh, the CEO of Binance and he talked yeah. about how NFTs are gonna be huge in gaming. Uh, and again, this was uh, two, three years ago. so it was quite a while back. It was like uh, early 2020, late 2019. And um, I decided you know as uh, I decided that I would take this step and put out Altura out there uh, and combine everything that I had known to that point. So everything that I had le- researched and learned about crypto, about smart contracts. Uh, And, of course, my my interest in video games and my my technical expertise in programming. Uh, And that's how Altura came about.
0: Incredible. I I love how you're able to, you know, mesh your passion with video games into this cryptocurrency space one way or another. And it seems as if you're doing it, you know, very successfully so far with what you've created. I mean, you are a Unity verified solution. You've already had over 44,000 unique marketplace users 291,000 marketplace transactions, 38,000 unique NFTs minted, and $3.9 million in total marketplace volume. See those numbers? I mean, you see them here and there, but for something that's sustainable, you don't see it often, and it's nice to see with what you're providing. Sorry about that. Got to Oh, golf. no worries. So I know that you support about nine blockchains, So far, you have Ethereum, Binance, Polygon, Arbitrum, Optimism, Phantom, Kronos, Mm -hmm. and Avalanche. Tell me about your latest partnership with Kronos and what this means for the future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Kronos is emerging as a very popular blockchain amongst game developers uh, this is due to you know, the, the fact that the blockchain has a massive community. It's backed by Crypto.com. So there's a very active and flourishing user base on Kronos. Uh, it is also very fast, very cheap. And they also have a $100 million fund to support game development on Kronos. So it appears to me that Crypto.com, you know, one of the verticals that they want to really build up on their blockchain and one thing that they want to focus on is gaming. Um, so we're the only infrastructure company out there Uh, that supports such a large number of blockchains, and we are very easily able to support um, further, uh, like more EVM blockchains. So we decided to collaborate with Crypto.com to be the primary infrastructure provider on their blockchain to enable game developers to seamlessly and very easily build on the Kronos blockchain. Um, So right now, we are the primary infrastructure, so if somebody wants to build a game on Kronos' blockchain to tap into their $100 million fund, Altura is the best and easiest way to build your game on the blockchain. So what this means for Altura is it means that we have access to referring games that come onto our platform to Kronos' fund, uh, referring them to apply and get a chunk of that money. And what this means for Kronos is game developers that want to build on the blockchain have access to Altura's tools to speed up and make the process of building video games extremely easy. Um, So we announced a partnership, I believe it was just about two weeks ago, uh, and it was very successful. We, you know, it went quite, it it did very well on Twitter. Uh, We attracted attention from all of Altura's community uh, and Kronos' community, and we received like 50 applications from games to start building on Kronos through Altura. So a very successful collaboration
0: yeah it's 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 definitely very successful for sure and i think that it's nice to continue to branch more cross-chain rather than only confining yourself to only one chain because Mm -hmm. if you confine yourself just to one chain then you're limiting the possibilities that you have to scale and i have some other chains that i'd love to recommend to you as we are the alt kings over here i'd love to recommend to you hedera hashgraph uh, Mm -hmm. xrp uh, zenfen at xdc and also algorand those are four chains that are very sustainable, very efficient. And overall, you know, at the end of the day, people care about, you know, saving fees. I mean, Ethereum, we all know about the gas fee problems and the issues that are are held within, you know, the EVM chain. But if people are able to save their fees and also utilize Altura at the same time, I think it's only going to be a win-win. And those four chains that I just recommended, I believe, are Possible chains that one are very easy to integrate within you know development process and coding because I'm not too sure if all of them are open source but I know majority of those uh, four are open source which is nice to nice to have and nice to know uh, but besides that I mean you're paying pennies to the dollar not even you're paying pennies to the micro penny if that even makes sense but um, besides that I, I think those are four chains you should check into. Um, I'm curious now to know, is this so is Altura only for ready to be built games? Or can say if there's a game that's already developed out and already, you know, being utilized by the day and age person, can they utilize Altura in some way, shape, or form?
1: Fantastic question. So the answer very simply is yes. <clears throat> nice. So if you have a game that's already out there, a web two game, even a web three game that's already built, and you want to introduce uh, web 3 digital assets into that game. Altura would work very easily and seamlessly with that game.
0: Incredible. So I know you have your own marketplace, as I discussed, that you have over a couple million in volume so far. How does your marketplace compare to the competitors out
1: there? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so our marketplace is positioned as a Web3 gaming marketplace. So the fundamental difference is uh, instead of just grouping and showing users uh, the NFTs by collections, uh, we show them by games. And this is actually only gonna get up better and progress. So when you come onto the marketplace, you're gonna be able to browse you know, trending games, new games, console games, first person shooters. Uh, and that's sort of the experience that the user is gonna have is it's gonna be more of like a game store where when you click on the, uh, the game, you have access to all of the assets within that game uh, as opposed to other NFT marketplaces, which are more focused on you know, the actual collections and NFTs. Um, the Altura marketplace is getting an update where we're going to allow the users to see all of the technical requirements for the game, sort of like Steam, how much memory you need, where you can play it, where you can access it, along with screenshots and videos and ratings and reviews and comments that go along with these game. Um, so it's going to be sort of like the coin market cap slash Steam for Web3 Gaming. Um, another really cool aspect of Altura's marketplace <clears throat> is we offer a white label service. Nice. So in our developer portal, uh, game developers can actually create their own fully branded marketplace in just five minutes um and the the purpose of this is instead of you know having your players come to a generic marketplace where they're going to be swamped with a lot of other titles and nfts that don't relate to the game they'll be able to create their own marketplace under their own domain with their own branding where only their collections are shown uh in in literally like three to five minutes using altura wow Um, if you wanted to do this from scratch it would cost you you know hundreds of thousands of dollars and multiple months of engineering resources um So that's something that we're very proud to offer.
0: I think that's great. I think that's going to help, you know, onboard a lot more people who are interested in, you know, developing out games, uh, make that process a lot more seamless and efficient and, you know, sustainable at the end of the day. Because, you know, I personally have never developed out a game, but I've, you know, received quotes for game development and there's Quite a big price tag to some of these games depending on you know the size of it what you're trying to provide within the game as well as just all the all of you know the limitations that there are and you know you at the end of the day what you want to implement into the game there's no limitations but there is a price tag and so it's nice to be able to you know have this route where you're able to go and be a little more price efficient and sustainable to save you that dollar down the road i think that's great
1: Absolutely, yes. Very good point.
0: So how do you plan on making Altura the leading Web3 platform for games? Hmm,
1: fantastic question. So uh, one of our main focus and something that we're very proud of, and you know, this attracts a lot of game developers, and it's the reason why so many game developers choose Altura, is our interoperability. So one of uh, aspect of that is we don't force developers to use a particular blockchain uh, or a particular type of blockchain. Instead, we give them access to as many blockchains as possible, uh, and this is contrary to a lot what a lot of our competitors do. Um, some of them have their own blockchains, and of course, this isn't fantastic because there's so much uh, you know development and progression within these blockchains, and the entire space is working on improving blockchain technology. Um, so we see our role more of an, an enabler uh, than forcing games to use a particular blockchain. Another aspect of interoperability is that we don't, you know, we have a we have a variety of different products. It's sort kind of like I kind of like to refer to it as a toolkit for game developers. Uh, and these products include our API and SDKs that allow you to easily integrate Web three technology into your games. We provide the white label marketplace, the main alter marketplace, uh, smart NFTs, which is a technology that allows items to seamlessly be updated for free and instantly. So if you have an NFT of a sword and you start using it, it'll start cracking. Uh, and that can be achieved using Altura. Uh, We also have other features like a treasury wallet uh, and our own authentication solutions. Um, But with all of these tools, you can use Altura's in-house tools and use them alongside other solutions in the space. So for example, if you wanna use Altura's wallet, but you don't particularly like our marketplace, you can use OpenSea or you can use any other marketplace. Um, Or if you wanna use our integration tools and our white label solution, but you wanna use a different wallet to onboard your users, you have the option to do this And this is an approach that a lot of our competitors are not taking. Um, So instead, they kind of force you into their ecosystem and force the game developer to use the entire platform or nothing. Uh, And we believe this is not what game developers want. So we have a big focus on interoperability, options, choices, uh, and flexibility. Um, The second thing is ease of use. So across the board, we try to make our platform as easy for developers as possible. Um, So game developers are game developers. They're good at using tools like Unity, Unreal, Uh, They're good at with 3D graphics C, But when it comes to crypto, that's a whole new paradigm that they're unfamiliar with. Um, So now you have things like smart contracts, blockchains, um, you know, what what kind of gas fees. And and this is all foreign to game developers, especially the ones that have been building games for the last 50 years, for example. Um, So our role is to basically make it as easy and seamless as possible for these game developers to use crypto technology. And this is evident in our API documentation, in our user interfaces, um, et cetera. Finally, we have a huge focus on community. So we have over 130,000 followers on Twitter. We have 70,000 token holders. And what this allows us to do is game developers coming on to use Altura, um, we sort of give them a voice to the crypto and Web3 native audience. Um, so a lot of you know the demographics of, of crypto people and gamers are very similar. It's generally young guys. yeah, And so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, you know, people that want to use Altura, we, we give them a voice, we give them a marketing push, and we give them access to, to a massive existing crypto audience. And turns out that's really valuable to Web2 developers that are trying to break into the space.
0: Oh, that's incredible. So it's awesome. basically an all-in-one-stop all in shop for basically anything you need to integrate, you know, Web3 into a video game, one way, shape, or form. I mean you exactly. have it all right to there for you and i think that's great it reminds me of a, a marketplace on hedera actually and it's it's called kabila and you know kabila is not necessarily going after the the gaming sector but you know they're going after a all-in-one stop shop for a launch pad as well as marketplace and they just have basically all the tools you need necessary to develop out your very own nft collection on hedera specifically going hmm. from you know creating the nfts to mencing the nfts it's Literally everything you need, plus mm-hmm. more, which is great to have. And I see that right here with the way you explain everything at Altura for game developers. I'm curious to know now, I mean, with the world of AI continuing to evolve, do you plan on utilizing AI at all within Altura's, you know, ecosystem slash platform?
1: That's a fantastic question. Um, and the answer is we plan on using it where it makes sense. Sure. We have it- identified any particular place that we want to lean into just yet and we are already busy uh with a lot of products that we have on our plate but absolutely we do have plans to integrate ai i believe that it's an incredible technology uh and there are ways that we can uh you know incorporate it with our technology to, to further enable developers um so it's just a matter of like figuring out what makes the most sense
0: Sure. Yeah, I got a couple, I got actually like two ideas right now that I just thought off of the top of my head. So I have, I mean, so AI is very helpful with coding, I know. I Mm -hmm. I personally am not a coder, but I know it's helpful for integrations and different sorts of uh, variables that you want to integrate through the code. Uh, Besides that, though, maybe a personal assistant for Altura. Say if you have a new game developer who's seeking to utilize Altura's platform, They have this, you know, personal assistant that's built into our Arturo's platform that can kind of help them step by step along the way and kind of guide them through, you know, the process of what it takes to either integrate Web3 into their game or, you know, start from scratch and build it all up from start
1: to finish. Tate, those are fantastic ideas. I really like the second one, the personal assistant idea. Yeah. Uh, We have a developer portal, and I can definitely see that as a tab, like My Assistant helps you with all thing, Altura. You paste part of your game code, you paste your idea, uh, and it's like, here's some ideas, here's how you would incorporate this. So very good idea. Of course.
0: I'm glad I could help in some way, shape, or form. I just think that AI is such a vital tool to a lot of people's success in the 21st century, at least. I mean, every day we see, you know, thousands thousands of new AI bots being evolved and, you know, created. And, you know, they're all various different things. I mean, we might get some duplicates here and there, but AI is taking the world by storm and especially the internet because one, there's so many jobs being replaced, but two, there's so many jobs that are being, you know, optimized. And now you're saving so much more time and being so much more efficient. And now you have all this time that you can utilize for other things. And it's, it's great to see. And so I feel as if down the line, eventually we'll see, you know, Tons of major companies integrating AI one way, shape, or another within mm-hmm. their process of you know whatever they're trying to develop, and it, it's it's nice to have nowadays.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're already seeing so many companies incorporate it. Uh, yep. ChatGPT plugins is huge. Um, it's it's being used all across the board. I mean, even the tools that we use internally at Altura, we're finding that they release updates, uh, and all of a sudden there's some AI tab or functionality in there. Um, Tate, I have a question for you. Yes. Uh, do you think the world is uh, is going
0: to end because of AI? Okay. You know, that's a great question. And I don't think it's necessarily going to end because I do see us getting regulatory clarity on AI and, you know, the use cases of AI eventually. I am not going to say when, because we don't even know when we'll get regulatory clarity for cryptocurrency. But, uh, you know, that's actually only in the United States. I, I'm not too sure where you're based out of it yet, but... Uh, Yeah, I don't see AI taking over the world, but I do see it, you know, manipulating a lot of, uh, you know, variables that are utilized within the world today. I mean, it's going to really change the way people search things. It's going to change the way people, you know, the way that they scroll through through the Internet. And, you know, say if I'm going on, I mean, I don't have Snapchat, but say if I'm on Snapchat now, Snapchat has your own personal AI assistant that can basically reference or provide you resources to, I wouldn't say everything you need, but to a lot of basic and simple things and tasks. And it's it's crazy to see that Snapchat's already taking that route. And I, I guarantee many social media platforms will follow. But I mean, comparing ChatGPT to what Google Bard's AI platform does now, Google Bard is so much more powerful than ChatGPT in my eyes, uh, because it's able to scroll the current up-to-date internet. Right. ChatGPT only goes from, two thousand. I think it's September of 2021 and right. back. It doesn't have up from 2022 and 2023, but Google's BARD is completely different than that. It's basically able to scroll anything across the internet whenever you need it, however you need it. And so, no, I don't see it taking over, but I do see it changing, you know, everybody's live eventually.
1: Mm-hmm. Fantastic, yeah, and uh, I'm really excited for Google's search engine update. Yeah, um, so excited to see how you know Bard is going to play a role in there, and uh, very exciting. I watched the Google uh, I/O presentation, um, so the way we interact with the internet is going to change quite drastically.
0: Yeah, you're <clears> very <throat> right about that, and it's Bard's only going to get smarter. It's it's kind of scary, but at the end of the day, it's it's what's necessary, I think, for you know for the internet to evolve to something bigger than what it has been. 'Cause mm-hmm. if we think about it, you know, the internet is the internet of uh, sorry, the internet is the value of information, while crypto is, you know, the value of currency, but what will AI be? The value of what?
1: Intelligence. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Intelligence. That's a great point. So getting back on on track with Altura,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what are some ways you see NFTs being integrated within web two video games?
1: Hmm. Um, I mean, we have all kinds of assets and digital items in video games that players spend lots of money, you know, thousands of dollars for these items. Uh, and I, I really do believe that what Web3 does is it adds a completely new dimension to these assets that we already use and, and spend so much money on in video games and or, or already spend a lot of our time to receive in video games. Um, so, for example, Fortnite skins. Uh, Counter-Strike items, weapons, cars, um, you know, kind of dances, etc. I believe will all have value as as Web3 items because instead of just purchasing these items initially and losing your money, kind of throwing it into a void, you're sort of purchasing an asset that can be sold and traded later on to somebody else that's engaged in that game. So it's a very natural transition in the world of video games. And I think it's one that makes, uh, you know, will make a lot of sense to game developers.
0: Nice. Yeah, I mean... And it's also going to show, you know, proof within the system in a way. I mean, eventually we're going to get to the point where things are going to be duplicates of things and we're not going to be able to know how to verify this, if it's the real entity or not without some sort of, you know, verification system. And I think blockchain technology will be that verification system. And if you kind of compare, you know, like what you said with Fortnite skins and stuff, but like CSGO knives, you know, those have in a way their own verification system through, you know, their internal platform. But if we try to scale up past that platform, we're going to need a much bigger, more expandable sort of verification system, I'd say. And I feel as if blockchain Blockchain technology alone will be that sort of verification bot in a way.
1: I couldn't agree more. I mean, <clears throat> like we value these assets in these games. We're putting yeah. money. And the reason why we value them is because they have some sort of uh, tangible value for these experiences and being able to know how many of your items, how many of these items exist and the fact that they're actually uh, real and, and can not be confiscated adds just so much more value to these assets. Um and, uh, you know, I think Counter-Strike is, a, is almost a perfect um, case study of digital assets, albeit it is in Web 2 form. Uh, Web 3.0 just makes that whole experience of Counter-Strike items just a lot more seamless. Uh, but Valve really did a good job at kind of proving to the world that secondary markets and, and uh, items that can be actually exchanged for real value is a very valid concept and, and extremely popular to the game. And doesn't take away from the core game, but instead adds a lot more depth to the game itself. Yeah. Uh, I think what crypto does is it just makes the exchange of these assets a lot better. I see crypto as a medium for this technology. uh, And the benefits that it brings is, you know, for example, when I used to want to sell my my crypto assets, it was very difficult. I'd have to go to like a third kind of sketchy sort of website. Uh, They would take 40% of the money. So if my item is worth $100, I could sell it on, on Steam's community marketplace and I'd get $100. Um, Or if I wanted real fiat for it, I'd get $60. So crypto alleviates this issue. Um, It also makes it that we can trade and transfer these items internationally. We don't have to worry about payment processors. We don't have to worry about, uh, you know, uh, region issues. Uh, And it's sort of a global network of of, uh, transacting digital assets. So it's just a superior technology to what Valve was sort of using in-house. It's a very good
0: point. So transitioning from you know the successes of what Altura has already created, what's been one of those biggest challenges you've faced when developing out this vision?
1: Mm, that's a tough one. There have been so many challenges to date. Yeah. Wow.
0: What's one that's really hit home with you in a way? Like, you know, y- all entrepreneurs, they all go through trials and tribulations, highs and lows. You know, it's, it's a wave. I, I really look at, you know, the way entrepreneurship is, it's simply just a wave. And mm-hmm. you always have those highs and lows. But what's been something that's really, I wouldn't say ruined your morale, but kind of set, set you back and made you rethink and reprocess and reevaluate how you're going to execute Altura,
1: if there's been anything like that? Mm-hmm. So I would actually say, I mean, there has absolutely been so many highs and lows and so many issues along the way, Um, but there hasn't been anything that had made me take a step back and my vision. Uh, I would say that's something that's incredibly lucky. Uh, As a first venture, I've kind of stuck to the core vision and as time has gone on, gone on. I have become more, had, you know, more conviction with my core vision, which usually doesn't happen. Uh, a lot of companies have to pivot a dozen times or or make adjustments to their core idea or get proven wrong by the market. But I've sort of been, uh, we've sort of been almost proven right uh, by the market continuously. Um, that's not to say that there have not been a lot of issues and things that are just so demotivating. Um, so I would say, you know, the crash in the markets is something that has been extremely difficult uh, so the crypto market really does influence crypto companies and the morale within these companies, and and the reason for that is because, for example, uh, you know we <clears throat> uh, a lot of employees get demotivated because and and so many people within the company because our community is just thirty uh, percent as active as it was three months ago, and, uh, and and funding isn't as readily available, and and our our balance sheet potentially some of the holdings that we had in crypto uh, kind of diminished, uh, and it sort of almost feels like. Uh, just a a dimming of the light, although, you know, we're still on track with our core vision. It's just not nearly as, as, uh, as, as motivating to continue. So I would say the market crash of 2020. uh, One was was pretty tough. Um, Just a decline in the market, especially with regards to like community and morale and sentiment on the internet.
0: Makes sense. I mean, I kind of look at, you know, bear markets and bear sentiment, you know, you're building in the bear, and then you're booming in the bulls. That's kind of what I look at it like. But I mean, It's unfortunate that we have to go through those times where we are in a bearish market and, you know, market sentiment isn't necessarily there. And, you know, we don't have as many active and engaged users nor investments that we we might need to continue forward with our visions. But it's about how we get past those and how we continue forward with that. I've got two last questions for you. Before I get into my final question, I'd like to ask you something that kind of just came up on my mind. How do you view teamwork and how do you look at your team in regards to you know all sectors behind altura Hmm.
1: um so i've really embraced a more modern structure of organization i believe generally speaking within a startup like ours in in a very new industry that we're in in new ways of doing things um i i believe more in um, a, a flat hierarchy less hierarchies across the board uh, more of people doing things because they really believe in it and believe in the mission and vision of the company and want to actually contribute than by enforcement via hierarchies and rules and and uh, and, and you know burning employees metaphorically here um, so I, I really do believe that if you can uh, align the values of the people within the organization with your values and your goals uh, the productivity and and the 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 thrust forward within the entire organization will be significantly higher than uh, if everything is enforced via hierarchies and and sort of like uh, I forgot the word uh, enforcement I guess um, <clears throat> and that can be done through a variety of ways. Um, so I have taken the time to learn how you you know how you how you build a modern day organization uh, where people's are intrinsically motivated rather than externally motivated. Um, what was the second half of that question? Or was Just.
0: How do you look at your current team and is there anything that you change about the current team that you have moving forward it's kind of a revised second question but that's kind of what i was going for
1: right um i also really like that since i'm i'm very young i happen to hire people that are also young uh just sort of by coincidence and i believe that uh younger people in especially this modern world are just as capable as people uh that have 50 years of experience yeah. Uh, especially in an industry like ours where experience doesn't necessarily translate too well. I mean, people that are setting up the actual uh, business side of things, experience does help a lot there, uh, but more on the creative side, like engineers, uh, people handling the actual uh, material or output of the company, I find that young people do a lot better. Um, so even people between the ages of 20 and 35, um, because they have new perspectives on looking at things that are usually a lot more energetic and, and eager to go get it, um, and they just speak the language a lot better. So that's another thing that I think is very different about Altura. I mean, I think our, our, our age is just a lot younger than most companies. Um, I would not change anything. I'm very proud of my team. Uh, I believe that we have one of the best teams in Web3, uh, and they continue to prove that to me every day. <clears throat> that's incredible. I'm a big fan of allowing you know,
0: creativity to flow where creativity deserves to flow. And I think that if you're able to allow your team to be as creative as humanly possible and allow as, as you know, as little amount of restriction as possible, it's truly just going to, to one overall help the, the morale of the team. But two, you know, push them forward and allow them to think of new, bigger, broader, expansive ideas that could help, you know, push the project and the vision forward in the right direction.
1: Completely agreed, yeah. I mean, I think in a, in a startup like this, in the industry like this, micromanagement is the worst thing you can do. I yeah. mean, that's really suppressing uh, so much potential creativity.
0: Yeah, I agree to that. Micromanaging is, you know, it's one, a hassle, but two, it's just like why do you need to do that? We're not here to babysit. At the end of the day, we're here to grow together. And if you see the vision and you see, you know, the possibility behind the vision, there should be no reason to have to micromanage. And I mean, if you're falling into a point where you're looking over somebody and having to micromanage them, that's the point where you have to potentially rethink that sort of partnership or, you know, them being a part of the team. But besides that, you know, my final question for you is, I mean, we've seen so much success with Altura now. And I mean, from previous, you know, just the numbers show for the success itself. But what is the long-term vision for Altura? Where can we see Altura, you know, say, let's say one year, three years, and maybe even five years if you have a long-term vision like that long?
1: Yeah, <clears throat> I see Altura as one of the, it's, it's going to be one of the most dominant and relevant gaming platforms for Web3 assets. Um, you look at Steam, Steam is sort of, it's, it's, a, it's a platform, uh, and games can't really stand alone in a vacuum. Uh, there's a lot of components that they need a platform to connect things with other games and, and players for. Um, so for example, Steam's item management system uh, is incredibly valuable to all of the games that are using Steam. So not only does it provide a shared storefront that gives access to all these players, uh, that gives you know players access to purchasing all these items in a streamlined way, but it also gives developers uh, streamlined tools to creating and integrating these assets in their game and uh, the marketplace for them to list them on. Um, it also has a bunch of social aspects to it and a, a ability for players to browse new games. So these are all things that game developers strongly need, and they can not be you know, done in a vacuum, they need sort of a community, a platform, an extension of their game to to tap into a broader ecosystem. So, I see Altura as being that sort of connecting platform, uh, one of the dominant ones, if not you know the I don't want to say only ones because I'm I'm against you know monopolies in general, but uh, one of the dominant platforms for Web three gaming and digital assets for game digital experiences.
0: <clears throat> incredible, truly incredible, Mash. I look forward to everything that's to come with Altura. And if there's any closing thoughts that you have, now's the time to do so. I mean, I truly appreciate you taking the time. And yeah, thank you again.
1: Likewise, Tate, it's been a pleasure. Um, Closing thoughts, I'd say keep an eye on Altura. Uh, You know, we're five months into the year and the next uh, few months are gonna be absolutely explosive for Altura. Uh, There are so many updates that I'm so eager to, to put out there. So many new partnerships, lots of collaborations. Um, and just uh, new things that I'm really itching to tell the community, but I can't because of uh, various restrictions and NDAs and timings. So uh, keep watching, uh, you know, the project, follow us on Twitter, follow us, uh, join the Discord server. Um, and once again, Tate, thank you for having me on. Of course.
0: And ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, this has been the Alt Kings podcast and we will see you all next episode. Peace.